Welcome to the Misha Rouser Show. I'm Misha, an organizational psychologist, and I'll be taking you down a path towards achieving professional success while still having fun. For over a decade, I have been guiding individuals and organizations through professional transitions. The goal is to help you, your business, or organization create a successful, engaging atmosphere without sacrificing a positive culture. So let's get started. Hello, everybody, and welcome to my show. I am Misha, and thank you so much for listening. And again, this show is all about leadership and professional development, everything you need to know to be more competent and confident in your professional life. And we learn everything from communication, skills, personal productivity, um, behavioral sciences, even a little bit of that thrown in there. And today, actually, we're going to learn something a little bit different, but I'm going to hold off on that and save what my topic is going to be after I get done sharing all these others great information, all this other information. Save. So, the suspense continues. Thank <laughs> That's you, what Benny. you're looking for, right? Yes. I'm getting tongue-tied. <laughs> i got to get in the mode. How are you doing, Benny? I'm doing very well. You're probably enjoying your wonderful day today. Uh, yeah. I wonder why. Yeah. Okay, I'll do it. Happy birthday! <laughs> <laughs> Twenty-one again, again. Yeah. All right. Twenty-one again. Yes. Maybe twenty-two. You know, yeah. I don't know. Twenty-one. <laughs> like, what, what year would you pick? You know, to go back. Or what? Yeah, to go back to. I would think for me, definitely like an early thirties. So not that long yeah. ago. Only because I think I had almost. I mean, I had most of my stuff established by then. Nice. You, and my brain was in brain. working order. <laughs> Before yeah. that, there's a lot of blur. That's always kind of scary, isn't it? Yeah, that's it? why. I really try, yeah. I try not to put the whole brain thing on AJ. That's why I do a lot of the research on, like, don't multitask and do all these other what? things that tax the brain. Because I try, I'm so in denial. It's not age. It's just we over, we do too many things. Yeah, I understand <laughs> that, too. I mean, my job is fairly consistent with the items that I have to do every day. But I like the challenge. And, you know, if you throw one more on the, you know, plate, I'm, I'm okay with it usually. I still like the rapid fire and the, and the, the speed of what I do. Yeah. Keep, I think it still keeps me active. Totally. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Definitely. And it's, it's proven. Oh, uh, yeah. Yeah. Okay, so let's see. Let's get into some of the logistics. Um, Again, so these shows are live every Tuesday at 930, and you can also download them on my website. You can go and um, download the podcast as well or subscribe to the podcast through iTunes. And the um, transcripts of the show, I know some of them aren't there yet. We're working on that. So, yes, please be patient. And in the meantime, yes, um, I have been getting emails on my – through my my website, you can contact me and send me a message. And just send me a message if there's a particular show that the transcript isn't up there yet, and I can send it to you. Um, so I apologize for some of those being a little delayed. Um, let's see. So, yes, so today is my birthday. And with that, then, I decided, you know, it's my birthday. I can do what I want. And so I am picking a little bit of a different topic. A lot of what I focus on mostly in this in this show is all about leadership professional development, mostly for managers, supervisors, those you know in the business world. Um, don't talk a lot about entrepreneurs. And so today I'm going to share um, some of my success tips for entrepreneurs because really, I mean, I'm an entrepreneur at heart. I've started a number of businesses. I've coached a number of entrepreneurs. In fact, that's um, some of my best clients that I really enjoy coaching are the young entrepreneurs. Um, and some of them I still have that are now, it's funny, I call them, 
they're going into their college stages in with raising their business. So in other words, they're at the stage now that, I mean, they're really, they have 200 and something employees are really booming. And, and it's, you know, this, this thing that they created is like a child. And that's why I call it the, ch- the college stage. In their case, they're, a couple of them are, you know, this is, this child is going off to college. It's no longer mine. I just have my, I just am, you know, more of like a CEO now than um, kind of when we are younger as entrepreneurs and just starting this idea. So anyway, so today's show is going to be focused on, again, what are some of those things that we need to do to be more successful as an entrepreneur? And also, it's interesting because real quick before I get into this, just to clarify too, because sometimes um, entrepreneurship and solopreneurship can sometimes be confusing. And so I'm going to give you kind of my version of the differences between that. So, for example, on solopreneurship, there, it, that term it may be somewhat new to you. Or you may have heard it a little bit, but it's actually been a while, around for quite a while. And, in fact, um, the Macmillan Dictionary defines a solopreneur as a business owner who works and runs their business alone. You know, some people then think that, well, isn't that an entrepreneur? Well, an entrepreneur really is somebody who is very innovative, who is a creator, who um, who tends to start things and create things, and, and they have that drive and tenacity to be able to do that. So you can have an entrepreneur within a business. In fact, a lot of good businesses have and companies have excellent entrepreneurs because that entrepreneurial spirit is what takes them in, to develop that new product or to push that new and you know push the product or into a new area or to expand into another country. So when we so for today when I'm talking about entrepreneurship, I'm actually talking about a little bit of entrepreneurship and definitely solopreneurship. Now real quick just also one other thing with solopreneur so, gosh, I, I am so tongue tied this morning. And solopreneurship is that yes, while that term, it tends to be for people who are solo in their business, like real estate agents or designers or um, photographers and so forth. It's not that they're usually working by themselves. They usually are collaborating with other people and usually other um, entrepreneurs or solopreneurs as well. Okay, but today I'm going to be focusing, though, is if you are on your own out there and are trying to make this business grow, what are some tips that you need to be doing? Okay, so I have eight tips, and I believe I should have time to go through all of those. Okay, so my first one, which is the big one, and you guys have heard me say this a lot of times, is what is the highest and best use of your time? And again, to really think about that, because as a solopreneur or as an entrepreneur, or as a business owner, we have a lot of hats to wear. I mean, depending on what stage you're in, you could be the one responsible for all the sales, marketing, you're the webmaster, you're the bookkeeper. And, you know, and all of this, in addition to having to do your expertise, uh, I find that a lot. So, for example, with um, I think about one of the companies or businesses, I shouldn't say companies, one of the businesses I started was um, uh, when I think about uh, practitioners. So health practitioners like therapists and masseuse and acupuncturists and such. I mean, they're so busy. It's a catch-22 because you're, you're busy trying to do your work. So let's say if you're an acupuncturist and your business is ideally you're booked yourself all day long with clients. Well, when you do that, now you can no longer market and you can no longer do sales and you can no longer get your name out there and do the networking. And so it's a catch-22. It's like, well, until you do that, then you can't get the business. And then once you get the business, you can't do the marketing. So you tend, so most, a lot of solopreneurs go on a roller coaster ride. 
where they go out and they do a lot of um, networking and such, and they drum up the business. And then they, they're busy and they're working it, but they're not continuing to drum up the business. So then business picks up. They're really busy. But then, you know, a lot of these things, you know, clients move away and so forth. And they haven't filled that pipeline of new clients. And so then they go back down and things are sluggish and they go back out and market and network and so forth. So we're on that roller coaster ride, it seems like, constantly. So it's hard. It's hard to keep a business going. So going back to one of the businesses I created, this one was actually um, funny. Um, but I'm going to share the story with you because it's my birthday. I'm going to go a little on a tangent here. But this one was a classic story of how I started this business. This was when um, earlier in my career I had a, a real estate, high-end real estate boutique, which was fabulous. I loved it and sold high-end homes and so forth. And um, I had originally when I got into it was thinking I wanted a lot of agents to work with me. And so I got this really large office that I had um, had a lease for. And over time, I realized, you know, I really didn't like the babysitting aspect of other agents. And so I ended up um, letting go some uh, quite a few of the agents, which means then I no longer needed this office space that I had, or at least some of these empty offices that were in the back. And so I remember I was trying to get rid of them, not rid of them, but I was, I was trying to set them up and say, you know, I could probably rent out these back offices. Um, so I had them on Craigslist and so forth. You know, hey, you know, come down if you have a small business, like a CPA or accountant or something, free Wi-Fi, you know, copy machine, everything you need, come out and, you know, just rent the space. And I got no takers. And this, this was one of, uh, an interesting lesson I learned on this one. I mean, literally nobody. I'm like, come on, there's got to be somebody who's interested in this. I even, just to experiment, I put it on Craigslist for free. I'm like, free really? office space. Got no interest. They thought it was maybe a hoax or something. Yeah, I don't know. Some little, yeah. what, what is it, just some like, uh, something attached to it? Uh, no, no idea. So See what I'm, I'm saying? Yeah. yeah. So I'm just like, what in the heck is going on? So mm. during one of my MOBs, if you listen to the creativity show, that's my moment of brilliance mm. that you have sometimes like in the shower. I have hardly any of those, but I know where you're coming from. <laughs> well, <laughs> I'm just should, joking. <laughs> I'll get like my moment of brilliance when I'm in the shower or driving <laughs> whatever. So I'm in the shower one day and I realize wait a second, maybe I'm targeting, I'm using the wrong target market. Mm. Because what I was thinking about is I'd love to be able to do yoga, you know, but I don't have time. I'm like, oh, what if I rented out one of my back rooms to a yoga practitioner that I could get free yoga? Mm-hmm. Then I started thinking about, well, what if I rented out my room to, you know, all of those, you know, yoga practitioners, acupuncturists, therapists, and all of that. And so just out of curiosity, put it on Craigslist, mm-hmm. the same ad, but it still instead kind of molded it towards that demographic mm-hmm. within a week, every space was filled. Wow. So that kind of was one of those like, you know, sometimes it's just the universe, how Mm -hmm, the universe mm -hmm. works. And we so try to push something. And if it's not meant to be, it's not meant to be. Okay. Well, needless to say, going back to how I came about this is then it got so popular of um, the space that I created where, you know, I I did, you know, we, we did marketing. So there's one type of marketing for the entire space. I called it the Satori Center and just opened it up to practitioners who didn't have time to do marketing. And the space instead did the marketing for them. And they just came in and rented the rooms. It got so popular that I, they, the business ended up taking off and kind of kicking my real estate business out because it, they you know, took over the whole first floor. But anyway, it all worked out fine because I was at that point ready to move into a smaller space. And then I passed that well-being business on to somebody else. Um, but that's kind of like an idea of an entrepreneur, you know, constantly thinking about all these separate different kinds of things and ideas and what else can be created. Okay, so I did. I went down another path, bringing it back around, though. So, again, one of my very first things. So what is the highest and best use of your time? All right, so 
and again, yeah, I, I realized that segue had nothing to do with highest and best use of time, but I thought it was fun, and it's my birthday, so I got to go there. Okay, so then Benny's laughing. He's like, oh, my God, this is a mess. Okay, highest and best use of your time. So what does that mean then? What it means is that we will get so spun up doing busy work. And I talk about this too um, in my in just I think it was my last episode or the one before that on productivity. We get so caught up in busyness that a lot of times we got to pull our head up out of the weeds and say, wait a second, is what I'm doing right now, is this the highest and best use of my time? A lot of times it's not. A lot of times it's stuff that you're like, you know what, I could be doing this at a different time. I could be doing this, um, you know, this is something that I could have somebody else be doing for me. So highest and best use of your time, how you, what you're going to balance that with or what you're going to compare that to. One, you're going to compare that to your priorities. What are my priorities? What were my intentions for the day and so forth? I'm going to get into that in just a moment. But you're also going to look at, you should be very clear on what you as a business owner, what is your job? What do you have to do to bring in money? Okay, so for example, we got to get really clear that um, to bring in money, yeah, a lot of people say, well, it's okay, let's, um, we'll use the real estate because I'll go back to when I had my real estate business. So the sales, you know, obviously the highest and best use of my time is basically writing and closing contracts. When I write and close a contract, then that directly correlates where I'm getting a paycheck, I'm getting money. So obviously that's my highest and best use of time. However, do I have control over when I am going to be writing contracts? No, I, have, I don't have control over that. And so I can't get spun up on that. Instead, I got to be thinking about, okay, what are the things that I need to be doing every day? That would lead to the probability of me being able to write a contract. Okay, so when you're thinking about your highest and best use of your time, you should be thinking about, one, am I doing something that directly results in getting a paycheck? So am I writing a contract? And a lot of times, no, I'm not writing a contract. Okay, well, then the next thing. Then am I doing something that will more than likely lead towards having a contract written? Okay, now doing bookkeeping probably isn't doing that. That's just, again, administrative tasks. Um, marketing and sales could be, though. Reaching out to my clients could be a highest and best use of my time. You know, calling past clients and saying, hey, you know, if you know of anybody who's looking to buy or sell, please let them know about me. Okay, that could be a highest and best use of time. So ideally, you want to be spending 80% of your time doing one of those highest and best use of your time, doing something that will directly, could directly lead towards you being able to make money. Okay, instead, just to let you know, Instead, a lot of entrepreneurs and solopreneurs, they tend to spend only 20% of their time doing that. Okay, and also, by the way, highest and best use of your time. So let's say if I'm an acupuncturist or if I'm a photographer or something, it's when I'm actually out there doing that work. That is the number one highest and best use of your time. But then you also have to really get clear on what are those other things, though, that that drive the business so that I can be doing that. All right, so... Make sure that you are clear on your priorities, all right? And so part of that then, too, is knowing then what are your goals, what are your values, and what I mean by values is thinking about, okay, what's important to you? So when you are in this business and um, so, for example, one of the values could be that you chose to be an entrepreneur or have your own business. So you could also have balance in your life. Um, A lot of the reasons I started the real estate company was so that I could be there for my kids while they were growing up. So if it was 3 o'clock and my kid is at a performance and I'm not there, that probably was not the highest and best use of my time. Then and unless I'm writing a contract, 
That would be the highest and best use of my time. Otherwise, number two, the highest value is I'm going to be at that 3 o'clock performance to watch my, my son or my daughter. So for me also, highest and best use of your time is really getting clear on what are your values and making sure are you living in alignment with those. And one way also to think about um, as a measure of is this the highest and best use of my time, this goes back to the rule of three. And again, I talked about this one um, in productivity, but real quick, the rule of three is understanding like what are the three things you're going to get done today? And make sure that you're working on those, too. So that also is a measure when you're thinking, okay, is this the highest and best use of my time? Ask yourself, hey, did I finish the three things I was going to want to get done? If not, get on those. Okay, so those are some ideas around the highest and best use of time. The next one, actually, it looks like we need to take a break. So we are going to take a quick commercial break. Slow down, birthday girl. I know, but I'm having so much fun. Okay, so this is uh, the Misha Rouser Show. We'll return right after this moment. So effective leadership isn't something that just happens. It takes time and effort. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has developed a concentrated series of courses to help you become your best as a leader and professional. Explore your leadership style, become a communications master, and learn to plan strategically in order to make better decisions. You'll learn emotional intelligence, team building, change management, and other skills for personal success, such as conflict resolution. There's a great leader inside you to be unlocked. Make the commitment to become a well-rounded, intelligent leader. Show the world around you that you are ready to lead. Log on to MishaRouser.com. That's MishaRouser.com to learn more. It's the Leadership Development Series. Your first step toward professional excellence begins at MishaRouser.com. Hello, my name is Marie Manucheri. I'm an energy intuitive author and host of Where Energy and Medicine Meet. During the show, I answer callers' questions, intuitively, of course, and provide invaluable guidance. I also interview others who I believe are on the leading edge of thought. Tune in on Thursday mornings at 9 a.m. Pacific Time on 1150 a.m. in Seattle or live wherever you are at energyintuitive.com. Dynamic careers in organizations require dynamic thinking. Success is measured in terms of positive, productive, meaningful workplaces. Misha Rouser, master coach, organizational psychologist, and successful entrepreneur, has helped thousands become more confident in their leadership and professional abilities. Misha's years of research and private practice have given her the tools to help you or your organization improve performance. Log on now to learn more about coaching, consulting, or training with Misha Rouser at MishaRouser.com. That's M-E-I-S-H-A-R-O-U-S-E-R.com. 1150KKNW.com. It's why they invented the Internet. We think. Alternative Talk, 1150 AM. Welcome back to the Misha Rouser Show. And so, okay, yeah, I rambled on a little bit on that That's first all part. That's all right. But it's my birthday, so I'm allowed to do that. <laughs> okay, so here's what I'm going to do. 
I'm going to get through these others pretty quickly. I'm not going to go off on tangents again, even though that was really fun. Okay, so we're talking about entrepreneurship and some things that you need to be thinking about to, for your success. Um, another one to be able to do that you really want to think about, and I talked about this briefly earlier, was focus on the fundamentals. So what I mean by that is that you should know what your fundamentals are, again, every day. So remember, I couldn't go out and bonk somebody over the head and drag them in and have them sign a contract, right? Even though this contract is what leads to me making money, I don't have control over when that happens. What I do have control over, though, was, okay, how am I reaching out to my clients? How am I reaching out to my database? How am I networking? How am I getting my name out there? Those are your fundamentals. Get very clear on what your fundamentals are. Know what you're going to do every day day. Then that's what you do every day. So for example, some of my fundamentals would be that I was going to reach out to my A clients. And I'll explain what that is in just a moment. Um, I'd reach out to like maybe one A client and three B clients, for example. Um, It could be that I was going to go to a networking event. It could be that I was going to, um, you know, gosh, what else were my, some of my fundamentals, writing thank you notes, that type of thing. Okay. So that is, um, again, get very clear on your fundamentals, go to them every day. Then work your database. You need to have a database. And so the way I did my database is it was, um, it was in, it was, it was delegated into three aspects. So I had A clients, B clients, C clients. A clients were those clients that thought I was the cat's meow. I mean, these people wanted my success almost more than I did. They were the ones that drove most of the business my way. And a lot of the times our businesses are built on referrals, especially in today's day and age. So In that case, my A clients, I would reach out to them on a regular basis, at least once a month. I mean, they became good friends. And the Bs then are those people who maybe would refer you and who, you know, maybe they don't know you well enough or maybe they've done a deal with you, but maybe they're just not as outgoing as some other people. Well, I would still, you know, reach out to them at least once every three months. And then the C clients would be the ones that I'm still working on that are still trying to earn my trust or that I'm trying to earn their trust and, um, and, you know, that we you know, maybe they've reached out. They're somewhat interested. We met in a networking event. So then I'd, I'd reach out to them at least once, you know, actually I'd reach out to them probably once every few months. Um, so anyway, make sure you have a database and you're growing that database. Um, you really need to have that because, and if you create a system around how you're going to reach out to them on a constant basis, that's going to be your funnel. Your funnel. So you know, those fundamentals are something you are doing every day, no matter how busy you are. So if you're an acupuncturist and you're booked the whole day, you have an hour off that you're doing these fundamentals or you've hired somebody at this point to do your fundamentals for you. Then the next one is um, ask for business. It's amazing how many entrepreneurs and solopreneurs and business owners don't ask for the business. And when you don't ask for it, then your best friend could even think that you're so busy that you don't need more business. Okay, so we need to remind people, no, I need your business. So it's understanding, you know, like after you have lunch with somebody, say, hey, you know, I'm never too busy to help you or your friends, you know, send anybody you know who might be interested in the services I can provide, you know, tell them about me or send me their information. I would love to follow up with them. A lot of times just telling people, um, you know, even like, yeah, business is going really well, but I'm starting to come to the end of some projects and I really need to start, you know, looking at my next projects and finding my next project. So if you know of anybody, please let me know. Again, it's all word of mouth, but you've got to put it out there. I know it's, it's so funny how hard that is for some people, but you have to ask for the business and get in the habit of doing it. It becomes a lot easier if you start to make that a habit. Okay, the next one is a big one, is keep your marketing focused. 
It's so easy to get sucked into the hundred million different things you can do to market. You can do Google ads. You can be using Facebook. You could be doing, um, you know, I don't know. I mean, all kinds of, you know, magazine advertisements or whatever. You're going to, if you use a scatter shot approach, you're not going to have an effective marketing program. What you want to do is just focus on two or three marketing efforts at one time. And you're just going to focus on the, but you're going to focus on that for at least six months. And that's going to then give you time to one, focus your attention on those efforts, do what you need to do to tweak it to see if it works. Um, over time, if you tweak it and you find it works, so let's say like an email campaign, um, and you, you take the six months and or longer if it needs to, and you've created these wonderful emails, and when they're going out and you've created a system around it, bang, now you've got a system around that, okay? And now that can continue flowing, and you can go on to the next marketing idea. Or it just didn't work, and you go on to the next marketing idea. But be very disciplined. I see so many people will switch marketing like three, four months into things. I'm like, you never gave it a chance to, to show if it's going to work or not. Okay, so be disciplined. Focus only on two to three marketing things and focus on those for at least six months. And then the last one is you got to treat yourself as an employee. In other words, you got to wear the hat of, okay, who am I accountable to? And you put that hat on, okay, I'm the manager, I'm the investor or whatever. Um, So a lot of different tricks that you can do around this is sometimes it's very helpful for some of my clients. What they have found to be very helpful is maybe to like create an update of all your list of accomplishments of a status report that you're going to be submitting to your manager or investor or whatever. And you, you create that at the end of every day or at the end of every week. So it's holding yourself accountable to this imaginary investor or this imaginary manager. Um, but it's a way to really kind of, again, treat yourself as an employee. When are you coming in? What hours are you working? What are you getting done? And who are you accountable for? Some people will even do something like that, and they'll do have an accountability partner of another business owner, and they'll send their accomplishments list to each other. Whatever you can do to keep yourself focused, because it's so easy, and we all know this, on some days, because you're working out of the house, you got your slippers and your PJs still on, you just want to crawl back into bed, don't do that. All right, treat yourself as an employee, keep disciplined. Okay, so those were my... Eight tips on how to be more of a successful entrepreneur. And by the way, too, Jack Canfield, if you're looking for additional resources, fabulous resources on a lot of this and a great book. Um, I love his success principles. Okay, so that was today's show. That was my birthday day. It was fun. I hope you enjoyed it. You have been listening to the Misha Rouser Show, coaching you towards success. Thank you so much for listening and have a great day. Thank you for listening to the Misha Rouser Show on Alternative Talk 1150. Join Misha every week, Tuesdays, 9.30 to 10 a.m. as she takes you down a path toward achieving professional success while still having fun. Tell your friends, tell your family, tell your colleagues. Misha helps people and organizations be successful all while staying on a positive path. Tune in next week for the Misha Rouser Show.